everyone, and welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. Episode 250, 43rd episode with your hosts, uh, your newest host, I should say, including me, Cameron Daxon. Also joining us, we have Mark Kalaroff. 750 more, and then uh, I don't know what'll happen. <laughs> yeah, who knows what happens after 750. That's that's when we finally have to reassess what the show is doing. Uh, also with us is Indie Games Editor Campbell Gill. I don't even know what's been happening up to this point, so let alone what's happening after this. I don't know, man. Man, I don't know what's happening like in my day-to-day life. Uh, and also with us for this very special episode, we have a guest, the creative producer at TOVG, and the co-founder of Indie Land, a charity stream happening this very week, Michael Barity. Hi, I, it's a pleasure to be here because you put me in a cage. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's how we get uh, all our guests all, on the show. They're all trying to play nonchalant, like, what have we done? They drugged and kidnapped me. <laughs> uh, we're we're slowly laugh that dripping off. water down the cell. Yeah, it's like the hamster wheel, yeah. Uh, listen, Barrett, you'll, you'll get your key to this cell after the episode wraps, so just hang tight for a few, you know, for a few hours, and then we'll get you out of there. Um, it's very cold in here, <laughs> which is <laughs> ironic because it's fucking ninety degrees in Los Angeles right now. Um, not that you boys, other boys, would know that, but uh, so uh, Michael, you are producing and hosting a charity stream this weekend with our friend and uh, you know friend of the pod, Gerard Khalil, the completionist. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Indie Land is? Maybe give us like a brief a brief overview of of, uh, of Indie Land and how it came to be. Why Cameron Dax and I would love nothing more than to provide you with something like that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm just being a little too punchy with you. I apologize. No, it's um, fine. Listen, it's all it's all part of it. It's good. Uh, so Indie Land was uh, born out of a sort of convergent of a few different moments that were transpiring. I'd been working at TOVG for about a year with Gerard, and Gerard and I go back to high school, so like I've known him forever. Um, and I was working as a creative producer and helping sort of run completionist and stuff like that. And uh, prior to that, I had worked for a charity event called Scare to Care, which was through Maker Studios, which then turned into Polaris. It was their like gaming arm. Uh, and I had just participated in, like, anytime they needed somebody on the couch or to just be playing games, it was raising money for Camp Kesem. They were playing horror games, so scared to care. Um, and after a couple of years, I had sort of become into scheduling talent and, like, programming the games overall. And then in 2018, I had reached out to the leads over there and was like, when's Scare to Care happening? And they're like, it's not. And I was like, huh. So there was this part of me that was quietly itching to do some sort of gaming-related charity event. And then uh, I realized that the Khalil family, in honor of the passing of Gerard's mother, Karen Khalil, who had suffered a more than decade-long struggle and with frontotemporal dementia, they had formed a 501c3 called the Open Hand Foundation, which over the past five or so years, if my memory is correct on that, been doing different sort of smaller fundraisers uh, to be helped contribute to different organizations that were doing both research and treatment and just providing support to those affected with dementia. And so I sort of approached Gerard with like, hey, we have all the components necessary to do something really positive here. And the first Indie Land, which happened back in 2018, was thrown together in all of three weeks. And that was quite literally, we just like picked some games. Gerard reached out to a few developers who he knew at Yacht Club and various places. And they just came down and we it was a blast and it also was you know a real shock to the system when we were like we don't know how much money we'll raise maybe we'll raise 10,000 and we wind up raising 50 and so that sort of made us all realize oh this is like a good big thing that we can be a part of so the next year in 2019 uh Fraser Perez Yadon who is our general manager at uh TOVG and my work husband uh <laughs> we we hit 
the E3 show floor in 2019 with one sheets and went to the IndieCade booth and any indie developer yes. that we could uh, talk to, we did. And that's when we sort of got uh, matched up with Stride PR, who was instrumental in helping us get a lot of different developers early on. Um, we just okay. sort of started can, doing. Sorry, I want I want to break in really fast. Can we, yeah. can we talk a little bit about what, what some of those what some of those games are were from that first indie line? Because I, I remember going being in that IndieK booth with you, and yeah. like just just ro- can I tell you? Is it, it's quite a feeling to roll into the IndieK booth with Gerard, and have everybody oh, yeah. kind of be like, oh shit, like uh, okay, he's here, and and mm-hmm. just like talking to developers, talking to producers, talking to creatives, and and having them just like passionately tell us about their games was a really really exciting feeling and i think that's something that you managed to uh continue on in the indie land streams yeah i mean we we spoke with uh i if memory serves that was when we met marlo first over with dicey dungeons we Uh, also floppy nights for for ken for campbell and mark yeah yeah yeah. um we also talked with uh i remember speaking simulator earth night Mm -hmm. Uh, Rich over at Cleaversoft. Um, we talked with uh, what is it? Boyfriend Kit Fox Dungeon. Gaming for Boyfriend Dungeon. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so it was just like us starting to um, really establish some relationships. We we met up with uh, the guys who who didn't have a booth, but uh, had sent some PR stuff our way for Freedom Finger. Um, and the developers of I forget, I'm blanking on his name, but the uh, the lead artist there, his father had passed away from dementia. And he was like, I will bring my art books. I will do custom art. Like, let me know how you want us to support this. And that that's something that we've seen time and time again is a lot of developers and and a lot of just talent who we have joining us, you know, have quietly been affected by dementia in one way or another. Um, and it's not necessarily something that is like as necessarily aggressive as something like a cancer. So it's it's a more longstanding gradual decay that really hurts a lot of people. And so um, Indyland has served as both this great opportunity to spotlight a ton of indie developers and their games while also, trying to raise money for charity so it, it's it's yeah. two things that gerard is very passionate about um cross-sectioned in a very fun way over what is an ever-expanding period of time it started the first one i think was maybe two days or like 16 hours something like that the next one was 24 hours the next one was 48 and now we're looking at or, or a little more than 48 and now we're looking at something that we already had a 12-hour event as of this recording that was supposed to be our small little opening ceremonies kickoff stream, um, but featured 11 indie developers all joining us. Uh, and that was that was actually the, the biggest evolution, I feel, in the course of the event was last year. Because we hit our fundraising goal in 2019, we said that we would be doing an unattendable event in 2020. Ah, I remember uh, this, and yes. We're, and we're right about to be putting down a security deposit on the hotel when things sort of took a turn for the worst in March of 2020. So we well, needed what was that? To... What was that? What was that event? Oh, um, the, the, the took it, a turn for the worst? It was uh, this little thing called the uh, coronavirus. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I think I heard about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, and <laughs> yes. And so uh, that was a circumstance where we went, well, we don't want to cancel IndyLand, but obviously for safety reasons, we are not going to be bringing anyone in. We actually did a small test stream where we raised money for direct relief and we had developers from, you know, Yacht Club and we had uh, the um, Streets of Rage 4 team join us uh which was my first real brush with time zones being a thing because he joined Mm. us when it was two in the morning in france and i was like oh my goodness i didn't think about time zones and you just said yes because you're a great guy but uh that was sort of us testing the waters of like could we stream our setup to discord and ingest the developer's audio. And we learned, yes, we absolutely could. And so our IndieLand 2020 event was 35 
indie developers joining us from around the globe to showcase their games while also talking to Gerard and our other, I mean, in that case, it wasn't any in-person guests, but we had a lot of other friends like virtually call in. And so um, we sort of took that same philosophy. Well, there are going to be actually a few guests joining us in person. It's not going to be the skeleton crew of myself, Gerard, and Frazier this time around. We'll have a little support. I believe I've, I've managed to uh, trick this one Rube uh, Cameron Daxon into assisting in some capacity. Man, I'm right here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right here. Um, but Cameron's, Cameron's been very gracious in offering to assist in that and a few other people. So it's going to be very good because uh, I, I had jokingly said to Cameron back in June that I was like, last year we did 35. This year I'd like to do 50. That might be pushing it. Uh, we have 61 games and their Damn. developers wow. joining us. Which yeah, was, you guys have a really uh, good lineup. I didn't even know it was that big. Yeah, and it's it's been... St- I mean, it's the combination of two things. One, uh, we want to show off every game we possibly can. And two, Gerard and I have a lot of trouble saying no. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean... In this circumstance, it was like, you know, there were a handful of people who both work for PR companies or publishers who reached out a little bit closer to our actual, like, announcement to a bunch of things and were like, hey, I've got three games. And then I was like, we'll take those three games. I don't know where we'll fit them, but we'll fit those three games. Uh, And we've, you know, we've managed to accommodate everybody in the most miraculous Tetrising if I can give myself my a, a pat on the back of just like working out time zones where nobody is waking up too terribly early or staying up too terribly late, at least for except for except for you. Well, yes, but we're the ones who you know we're setting this up. That's just how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I I will be sleeping. Don't you worry. This year, Fraser and I have made a pact that we will sleep. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been really exciting and remarkable to have both, you know, a handful of games that have been out for a little bit but haven't necessarily gotten the recognition that we feel that they deserve. Like, um, you know, there, there's a game, Revita, that we actually wanted to feature last year, but they were unable to just based on their schedules um, that, you know, is out, that has been out, but I, like, I'm very excited that they're going to be following right after Blossom Tales um, in, like, our opening on Friday. Or, uh, you know, we've we've also got some more classic games, like, I mean, classic indies of, like, Oxenfree, where they aren't able to, you know, show off Oxenfree 2, uh, but they can talk about the game a little bit. And the same was the case with, you know, we had Chasing Rats uh, games on who they just kickstarted their next game, Worship. Uh, they weren't able to really show off much of worship itself, but they're like, we'll play co-op struggling with Gerard, and that was obviously a great delight. Uh, the same was true with, like, it was pretty exciting just so far being able to have the Freedom Planet 2 team, like, so many members of the team uh, just pile into the chat and sort of talk about the overall experience and announce to people, like, hey, it's coming out spring of 2022. Um I'm rambling a little bit because anytime I start talking about just all the games we have, I'm just over the moon. It ha- yeah, well, like we'll, we'll we'll circle back. I want I want to yeah. circle back a little bit when we when we end this second segment to be like, so what can we look forward to this coming weekend? You know what I mean? But but in the meantime, mm-hmm. I think Campbell had a question or two for you. Yeah. If you want to jump in here, Campbell, hit me, Campbell. Well, I'm not going to physically hit you, but I will hit you with a hard-hitting question, though. Sure. You know, we try to keep torture out of the, you know, you're, you're stuck in the in the cage for the interview. Right. But, yeah, so I was wondering, though, because Indie Land over the years, there have been a lot of really cool moments throughout throughout the streams. One moment that comes to mind is Jamie Lee Curtis visiting a few years back, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. out of all those those moments and things that have happened over the streams, is that, does anything, like, stick out as, like, a really cool experience or a moment that's, like, something that's really memorable out of your your experience producing that i mean getting jamie lee curtis to be playing dead by daylight uh uh, as her own character was is definitely top of the list um (laughs) it's also a thing that we like doing and and like 
we didn't have a contact at Behavior Interactive at that time. And so it was just a very funny thing where we unknowingly set the Dead by Daylight, I think it was the subreddit, like absolutely ablaze because they're like, what the hell is going on? How is this happening? And we're like, we just did a thing. And last year we actually managed to get some of the Behavior folks joining us for a, a brief Dead by Daylight session because Gerard fell deep into that hole during the pandemic. He did, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're, I mean, uh, another one was, uh, speaking of Earth Night, um, which is a runner where you're running atop the backs of dragons, um, we were like, you know who likes dragons? Uh, the famous artist Cisco, you know, of the Thong Song fame. <laughs> Uh, what yes. if we got Cisco to play Earth Knight and it was just like we didn't tell Rich, the developer, that we were going to do that. It just was like getting getting messages from developers being like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that you were going to do that is like very exciting or pairing them with talent who we think are going to be great. Like last year we had um, uh, Austin Creed of WWE join in for both the 30xx block and renane and he loves mega man so that yeah, was like perfect. another pleasant surprise for the developers to be like wait wait is this austin creed of and we're like yeah yeah, yeah. we just we like it can't it's always happen where we're getting lightning to strike but it's always such a delightful moment when we can go hey what's something that will like elevate this moment a little bit more what and and um so, you know, we're trying to pair we're trying to pair the talent with games that they are going to enjoy and also uh, really, you know, showcase and shine a light on like all the fun that one can have with an indie. Um, that's that's a very, oh, I want to I have a quick, funny story about Cisco now that I think about it. Um, mm -hmm. So w when Cisco came into the office uh, during the stream. He came in, and uh, so kind of how Indieland is set up is, uh, you know, Gerard and the crew are streaming in in the one in the streaming room, and uh, any artists or developers, whoever. I mean, obviously it's different this year because everything's remote, but uh, any we have kind of a green room where people can kind of come in and, and hang out and grab a snack while they wait to to get in the room. So Cisco comes in, and he's kind of waiting around. He's like, you know, he's he's drinking a bottle of water, or whatever, and he, and he comes up to me and uh, I think it was Zipper, like like somebody else who works at TOVG. It was like, hey, so uh, you guys like the Switch, right? You like you like video games? I was like, yeah, of course. Like, we're, we're here for the video game stream. We, we love the Switch, whatever. And he goes, hey, so you guys been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses? Like, I, I really need somebody to talk about this game with. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, <laughs> so he's me and, into the good stuff. That's what I was, that was the best part. It was like, damn, like I I haven't even played Fire Emblem Three Houses yet. But Cisco's like, somebody needs to talk to me about this game. I need somebody to talk about this with. Uh, unfortunately, I was unable to provide that for for him, so I felt a little bad about that. But it was just for kind shame. of a funny thing. I that mean, happened. there are just so many good games. Like, there's too many. That's that's the craziest thing. Like the the um, the Escapist just put out like an indie showcase of their own on the twentieth, and mm -hmm. I was like, huh, I'm gonna check that out, see what it is. And it's like it was effectively three hours of like wall to wall indie game trailers, and. I hadn't heard of so many of them and it's just yeah. like you know that that's why I, I it's it's always like i mean we receive tovg receives so many emails on the daily from indie devs and just being like hey i just releasing my first game or this is my you know we're a team of three people um and as best I can, we try to at least look at everything that's sent to us. Sometimes we're a little overwhelmed and stuff gets just knocked by the wayside. But a, a perfect example of, like, the game 2D Top D that just released, um, which is this awesome co-op puzzle platformer in, like, the most literal sense of being a puzzle platformer, as you can shift the perspective and one of your characters is a 2D platformer and one of them is a top-down puzzle character like it's great but they sent us just a like hey here's a review key it'd be nice if you could check it out i played less than 10 minutes of that game and immediately went this is a game we need at indie land and awesome. you know we reached out and it was just ori and gonen were like so gracious and excited to be a part of it and it's it you know there are just so many games there are 
so many yeah. great indies um and we want to service them all it's true we well, and it's like and you, you hop onto the eShop on the switch and it's like it's it's truly overwhelming just the amount not not only the first party nintendo stuff but the amount of indies that are like oh i've heard this was good like two years ago and now it's on sale for mm-hmm. like three bucks like uh i don't know um but yeah listen there's too there's too much stuff to play we all know it uh, sorry, Campbell. I didn't mean to cut you off. You you had more Did you wanted I to ask. Did I answer your question, Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you did serviceably, at least. You know. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I should mention, Michael, just to cut in for a second. Uh, it's so relatable what you were talking about because you know, for Goomba Stomp, we try and feature as many indies as possible. Mm-hmm. Which one of the mm-hmm. things we have on the website is the indie spotlight, which Campbell writes for, and our other indie games uh, indie games editor Brent. And they try and spotlight as many games as possible during the month, just because there's mm-hmm. so many good ones coming out. But, you know, we yeah. can't review all of them. Exactly, it, yeah. It's also this rough thing where, like, I'm also needing to look at it from a programming standpoint. And so there were a, a, there were a couple of games that I'm like, these look incredible, but I know from past experiences, like, your game is a little more menu-heavy, which would be great if we were able to dedicate four hours to it you know working through all of this but that unfortunately isn't how the show currently is structured it's more of like everybody gets approximately an hour and so it it hurts me when i have to say like hey i don't think you're the proper fit for us but it's all to the you know it would it would be to the detriment of the game to not be able to get into like the deeper meat and potatoes if we weren't able to showcase it properly so that's also a tricky thing that we sometimes mm-hmm. need to take into account. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, listen, f- for anyone who thinks like uh, programming a show, like how hard could it be? Like, the, the, like this is the stuff that has kept Verity up f- f- till 2 a.m. for the last six oh, months is, is yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a combination of, I mean, when, whenever I am constructing the schedule, I'm both trying to account for first and foremost, the time zones of all of the developers to make sure that, again, nobody's waking up too early, staying up too late, but then making sure that the games are not too similar when they're paired next to yeah. one another. I don't mm-hmm. want any, you know, we've got a handful of games that are shooters, and whether or not one is more platformy versus one is a roguelike versus one has more RPG elements, on the surface level, if someone's just glancing through over the course of, you know, three hours, but maybe not actively watching, th- that third game might feel a little stale if you've yeah. had two shooters before it so i'm well or always two shoot, trying... or two like oh it's another pixel art 2d game right like that kind of yeah so trying to ensure that visually uh conceptually the the base game like feels both visually gameplay wise the elements are very distinct like i I don't want to be giving our viewers necessarily whiplash, you know, hour to hour, but it's very exciting that I can be like, oh, we have a top-down tower defense game with roguelike elements, followed by a first-person photo dog game, followed by a Castlevania-inspired, you know, pixel art game, followed by an anime fighter. You know, like, that yeah. feels super rich and varied. Um, and, you know, and sometime before that was, like, a point-and-click adventure. And later after that is a match-three dating sim with, with very heavy <laughs> LGBTQIA representation. Like, those are the... It, it makes me really happy that Indie Land is, is such a uh, fun grab bag and should offer something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, no matter when you tune in, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, Campbell, I want to throw it back to you. I know you had something else you wanted to ask. Yeah, no, um, you've already covered everything I wanted to ask actually in terms of programming. So I just want to end off by just kind of echoing what Mark was saying earlier about the indie game spotlights and how we really try to put the spotlight on a variety of different indies over at Goomba Stomp. Um, what I really appreciate with Indie Land is the mix of games that are coming out in the future that or, and other games that have been out for a while, shining the spotlight on things that maybe haven't gotten as much attention mm-hmm. as other games. You mentioned Earth Knight earlier. That's a game I reviewed for, for Goomba Stomp a few years back. I loved it, but I feel like it's not gotten a ton of attention in recent years, you know? So it's, right. it's really great it, that you're able to do that. 
Yeah, and Earth Knight's just releasing, I think, its final patch on Apple Arcade. Like, oh, wow. if not right around now, like, coming up very soon. It's like, you know, so many of these games, even games like uh, Dead Cells, which uh, Cameron helped write the script for that at, at uh, The Completionist, is like, mm-hmm. that just released another update. Those, like, the life of an indie dev, you know, goes on much longer than just release, especially in the the gaming ecosystem as it is now so you know giving offering up a little tlc to some of those games like i think never hurts especially when i mean a lot people pour their hearts into these things and so it's really it's really um mm-hmm. exciting to be able to get everybody to kind of see all of these yeah it's uh i don't know at the end of the day getting getting more eyes on an indie is is you know most of the time it's a good thing um, yeah. So just to kind of kind of round off this segment here, uh, I know we've been kind of going a little long, but it, I, yeah, listen, it's we've got a lot to say about it. Um, is there anything we can look forward to this weekend? Anything you want to specifically call out? Like, oh, make sure. I mean, obviously, we want to tune in for all of it or as much of it as you can. But is there anything sure. that you're specifically like, oh, make sure you hit this time block or whatever? Like anything you're you're, you're, you're you personally are excited about? I mean, I'm excited to. I'll I'll list off quite a few i'm gonna go through the schedule from friday to saturday and oh, this is not me uh being uh dismissive of any of the games that we have but there are a few that i do want to particularly highlight i'm i'm really excited to be having the developers from blossom tales join us because i think a lot of people are hungering for you know a top-down zelda 2d experience akin to link to the past and i think blossom tales does a really good job of that so we're excited to be having them with us to kind of talk about their gaming philosophy they're actually kicking off our our show 10 a.m pacific time um on friday uh we've got um uh this game that i that was another one that was just sent to our email called dap uh which is kind of a horror game that a husband and wife pairing i believe it's iris and paul uh and they're in the later evening on Friday, but I'm just like I'm won over by both the pixel art and just the sound design and the overall aesthetic of it. Even though it's during our night crew block hashtag night crew hashtag best crew, That's um, right. I'm really ex- and, and during night crew we're featuring some games, but not joined by the developers themselves. But I'm really excited to be showing off both Unsold and Overloop. Unsold is kind of a top down. Uh, Souls-like game where the combat's really varied and there are a lot of skills that you can do and Overloop is this kind of cloning puzzle 2D game that I don't want to spoil too much about but it's really exciting. Uh, I'm thrilled to be having Sable joining us, uh, both Greg oh, and yeah. Dan of Oh, that one looks so good. Like, I've been following Sable for three years now and every year I've sent, I've sent Dan and Greg an email being like, hey, I'm a big fan. We'd love to showcase the game. And this year, their game releases, I think, two days before Indyland proper starts. So I was like, guys, this is the time. Like, And they're like, yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> and so I'm just so excited. Releases, um, yeah, in a few days, right? Doesn't it yeah. come out this month or next month? It comes out the 23rd, I believe. 23rd, so, yes, of this month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm also really excited that we're going to have Tom Happ uh, to talk about Axiom Verge two, mm-hmm. uh, oh nice, that's he's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited just because big fan of the original, and they're like very graciously we're like yeah we'll be there. Um, I'm excited for Spirit Swap, which uh, the developers there, uh, I Gerard actually put me, made me hip to them. He was like, hey, we should have these guys on, um. And they're just a good set of folks who are setting up this fun puzzler that has co-op. And also, we're not showing off the eight-player mode, but it has a way to play off eight players. Um, and that's exciting. Uh, we've just got so much. There's Grotto, which is this... If you wanted to ever play as a soothsayer with looking to the stars to dictate what a bunch of anthropomorphic animals are going to do that's the game for you i was like enwrapped when i played the demo of it and immediately had to reach out similarly if you're looking for great zen vibes there's this game called last cube which is just simple sleek but immediately gonna break your brain a little bit 
Uh, we've also got this great game called Inner Ashes, uh, which is from a development team from Madrid that is... I'm a little worried for Gerard, admittedly, because it's from the perspective of someone who's suffering from Alzheimer's, but oh, geez. Y- you would never have a more appropriate game to be showcased at Indie Land. Um, and then we're very promptly going to be changing up the script with Drinkbox Studios' next game, and uh, and uh, I'm blanking on the developer's name, uh, but they did Gato Roboto. We're showcasing off oh, Dean nice. Throttle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the co-op for that. So it's just going to be... I'm I'm talk I'm basically talking about like every game on the schedule right now, but it's like you know from just hit a little Gator game to glitch <laughs> to to paparazzi to Sunblaze to Renane coming back to having the Yacht Club guys back. It's just yeah, we have so many games like and it's and gonna, I'm it's gonna forget, be announced at party. Like, it's I'm, gonna be great. Yeah, it really is. Like I'm I'm just so excited for the chat kind of losing their minds when they go oh my gosh this game looks incredible and we also were so uh fortunate to actually be hooked up with some of the folks at steam so we have an indie land like event page where you can scroll through and wish list all of the games uh that we're featuring and that's something that we're you know really hoping that like people get a lot of engagement with and developers get you know further fans of their games that's awesome, man. Uh, I think we're all looking forward to it. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to be in the in the building, so I, I'm excited. Uh, you know, spoilers, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I, what would you call that? A, a conflict conflict of interest, maybe? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be super fun. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So if if you if you have time this weekend, make sure you tune in. Uh, uh, what's the what's the handle? Twitch dot something. What's it on? Twitch TV slash the completionist. There you go. So Twitch TV slash the completionist. Tune in for all your indie land stuff kicking off. When was it kicking off, Barry? 10 a.m. on Friday, the 24th Pacific time. That's right. Um, and of course, if you you know if you can't tune in right at 10 a.m. on Friday, it's literally going on the entire weekend, and probably we are I not imagine stopping. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't stop. Uh, so so we're, anytime we're running play, until yeah. we're running until 10 p.m. approximately on Sunday. At which point Gerard will be trying to beat the Binding of Isaac crowd control. So if you've ever wanted to mess with Gerard while he tries to beat an already notoriously hard roguelike, uh, that's the time. Incredible. Incredible. All right, so we're, we're going to wrap this segment here because we've got, again, we've gone on pretty long. Thank you so much for telling us all about Indyland and what to look forward to. It's going to be a blast. Absolutely. And uh, so yes, we're going to take a quick little break here. We're going to come right back and Mark is going to tell us about a piece of hardware that he's been reviewing, which I am unbelievably jealous that he got to play with. So stay tuned, and we shall return. with uh what would you call it it's a it's a piece of hardware right it is so i'll start with a a quick question mike what is your favorite game boy advance game or game boy either one uh metroid zero mission is probably up there hell yeah um or final fantasy tactics advance okay so now what if i told you (laughs) there was Mm -hmm. a way that you could play your childhood cartridge of metroid zero mission right you can continue on your cartridge in 4K 
on any computer with an Xbox controller. I would call you a downright liar. That sounds like some sort of black magic or sorcery that I will <laughs> well, not support. <laughs> of course you will support it, because for $50, unbelievable, this device. It's called the GB Operator from Epilogue. This is, like, one of the coolest devices I have ever reviewed. It is literally a... It's literally so small. It's the size of three Game Boy Advance cartridges put together. And you can put Game Boy or any Game Boy Advance cartridge into it, or, like, some of the newer, like, the Kickstarter re-releases and stuff like that. Literally works with any cartridge. You put it in. You download the software. You just plug it in through one USB. You put your cartridge in. You can connect your controller, do whatever. You can play through a keyboard if you want. And it upreses it to as high as you can go in the settings. And <laughs> it's incredible. As high as you can go. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best devices I have literally ever played with. It's just, it's literally a Game Boy in 4K on a computer. Wow. And you could use your childhood cartridges. So, like, I was literally last night, I was playing Pokemon Sapphire and going through the Elite Four again. And I was on my now. Xbox controller and I was playing it on my MacBook Pro. Childhood now, cartridge. I have to ask the question, do link cables work? <laughs> like, could you wow. theoretically have a Pokemon battle across that two is, that's fan I, I didn't even think about that. That is fantastic. I'm sure Epilogue, they have been implementing so much into this thing, and it's currently in beta, so, like, the full release technically isn't even out, but you can, like, purchase the device. The next, um, they got through their first orders, but they're doing a second order right now. I think the mm -hmm. pre-order for it ends, like, October 8th or something, but, um, that'd be interesting Oh, I'm on their website that. right now. I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah I don't even know. That's so interesting. I didn't even think about that. Wow. We'll have to we'll have to experiment with that uh, with, with oh, some. Oh, I'm some actually future... gonna email them after. And you should, yeah, also. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic idea. So I know. So here's I one thing know... that's really cool that you could do with it. This mm -hmm. thing has turned the Game Boy into a Nintendo Switch. There are save states, and I'm like dead serious about this. You can make a save state on your computer, take out the cartridge, put in your Game Boy, boot it up, right where you left off. That's wow. Nifty. It, wow, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It's just really cool how it works. So, so Mark, Mark, have you messed around with a, uh, what the hell is it called, a, a Retron at all? Yeah, I've seen them before, and I know people who have owned them, but I feel like the emulation on them is a bit shoddy. Oh, no, and listen, this one it's, it's, like... it's, kind of a, it's kind of a trash device. Uh, it, yeah. it works occasionally, <laughs> but uh, like it, for what it is, it works pretty well, but it, it's always had a couple of issues. So this sounds a little more reliable than that. Oh, this is way more reliable. I didn't have... I tested... Um, Let's see, I tested Mario Superstar Saga, I tested some of the Super Mario Advance games, Pokemon, um, Donkey Kong Land... Um, I so, even so, tested so those freaking around. those video VFM um, the cartridges with like SpongeBob oh on them. Yes. I even tested the those. Best. Everything works perfectly. Okay, I have one that I think would break that, but I I might be wrong depending on the controller. What is Kirby it? Kirby Tilt and Tumble. That um. I was curious about. I don't own that or the Game Boy Camera. With the Game Boy Camera, there's its own camera tab that allows you to download all your pictures and stuff. And in a future update, you're oh, going to be able to use neat. the camera for Zoom. That's awesome. Wait, for so Zoom? Is that. Yeah, you're going to be able to do that in the next update. Holy crap. So wait, <laughs> Zoom the app? Like the, yes, like the so, Zoom the application for like FaceTime. So you're you'll saying be able to I, use the Game Boy camera. So you're saying I can log into my Zoom class at college using a Game, <laughs> Game Boy, Boy device. Camera. Yes, you can. We I live like in the, the best timeline. This is perfect. I like the prospect of you know Twitch streamers who are using the Game Boy cameras, their web camera. <laughs> like, can you imagine you swipe right on you know. I don't know, does OkCupid allow you to do virtual dates or something like that? <laughs> That's amazing. What, what a, so, so you messed around with uh, some Game Boy games, some GBA games. So you got like the full breadth of experience. Yeah, I, I literally did as much as possible. Um, awesome. I tried to use like the different types of cartridges. Uh, I spoke to some people on Epilogue's Reddit page and a few other things. Uh, one thing I heard that um, Boktai, those two games that rely on solar panels and oh, stuff sure. like that, mm -hmm. or in mm -hmm. the cartridge, that you could literally put under oh, a light right. and play at maximum capacity. Those work perfectly fine. Um, games like uh, the video VFMs from you know that you couldn't play on the Game Boy Advance player for the GameCube, those work here. 
literally everything from my experience works. The only thing I haven't tested is the gyro type games like Kirby Tilt and Tumble and um, mm-hmm. what was the Yoshi one? Mm, I have no idea. I, oh, I don't even remember what the Yoshi, Yoshi one was called. There's a Yoshi one. Yeah, there's uh, a Yoshi. I it was called uh, uh, Yoshi Tilt and Tumble. Is that? Uh... <laughs> Wait, does it have the same title? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. Um, oh, it might. That, I don't I mean, if know. it did, that's hysterical. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think it's called that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me give it a quick damn, this, search. Uh, Yoshi Tilt. As someone who Yoshi's Universal Gravitation. That's what that one. That's a terrible. That's name the actual either. name of the game. <laughs> yes, I'm imagining is. Yoshi just in space, you know, like twirling <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what a terrible name for a game. Uh, dang, I, I, uh, I don't need more ways to play video games because I already have. So well, many, this isn't also... even just more ways. It's you know, the GB operator is not just about playing games; it's about operating them. So what you could do is you can actually create save data backup. So let's just say like. Cameron, do you still have your cartridge of Pokemon like Gold and Silver? Uh, you know what? I do have my copy of Gold. Yes. If you want to archive that Color, save yeah. forever in case the battery dies on it, you can. Oh you wow! You can put it right on your computer and save it forever, oh, and my you can God. upload it back to the cartridge at any given time. That oh is my God! Literally, I, I'm a game sorry. Changer. Hold on. I, I want to listen. I just want to describe a, a thing that physically happened to me as you were talking. Um, because I got me thinking. Like, wait, what? What Game Boy games do I actually have? Uh, still. And I remember that I have a copy of Dragon Warrior 3 for the Game Boy Color. And I just got goosebumps over my entire body realizing, <laughs> like, oh, shit, I could play Dragon Warrior 3 right now. <laughs> well, not right now, but in, in December 21, when I, 2021, when I get this device. Um, no, you can play fuck. on this podcast right now. <laughs> and wow, no I, joke, as all of you were just chatting, I ordered mine. And what's great is, you know, Epilogue is dedicated to this thing. If you send them feedback with questions asking, like people were asking for filters, speeding up the game, you know, like borders, all this crazy different type of stuff. And they're taking it all into account. They have a roadmap laid out on their website of what's coming. And the people on their Reddit page, the Instagram, Twitter, they will respond almost instantly. Like they are there. They want to make this the best Game Boy device there ever is. And it really is. Another cool thing about it is if you like emulation, but you don't like putting in all your cartridges, you could download direct rips, just straight up ROMs of all your games and all your saves, and you could do it. They won't provide the emulation for you. You're going to have to find that out yourself, but they will give you the means to do so. So, so let me ask you, do, do you think this would work with like, with like imports? Yeah, I tried that. I tried um, oh, wow. Kirby okay. and the Amazing Mirror from Japan. That one worked perfectly. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I also I'm, I'm... The, there was one cartridge I couldn't get working, which I think it was because um, the inside of it, like the shaping of the, uh, you know, just like the molding of it, which was a bootleg. We we talked about this back when uh, Jason Ganos was on the show from Nintendo Wire. But um, I have like I grew up with a bootleg cartridge called like Mario sixty three or something for the oh, Game Boy. Yes, and it has like yes. five games on it, even though it claims it has like sixty four. But um. Yeah, that one was the only one I couldn't get working on this device. And it wasn't because I couldn't, like, play it. It was because it wouldn't fit the device. Right. So so it looks, I'm again, I'm on their website right now. It looks like they do have some kind of fraud detection <laughs> kind yes, of thing going did. on. Yeah. So on the main menu, it'll tell you if your cartridge is real or not. It's an instant detection software. Well, there you go. Uh, dang, it, it's it sounds like an incredible device. And, like, we, I don't know. We, for me, the Game Boy Advance is kind of... I don't know, man. It's it was the best. It, like having a Game Boy Advance, and uh, the, the unbelievable library of games on that system. Mm-hmm. Like being able to to access that again uh, on a device, you know, that's not my, <laughs> you know, the, the original Game Boy Advance did not have a backlit screen. If uh, for those of you not in the know, so it would be nice to play that on, you know, on my my laptop in, instead of. Uh, you know, having to dig out some batteries for uh, for my old mm-hmm. Game Boy. So, and know, some of these games cool. are just great to play with a controller, you know? To sit back yeah, and use a wireless that. controller on these games. And even, I mean, yeah. if you want, you could plug up your computer directly to a monitor, or a TV for that matter. And you could sure, play your Game sure. Boy games just, on your TV in HD. I'm just thinking about all of those games that, yeah, your, your hands would kind of cramp up on a smaller uh, mm-hmm. portable system, but having a xbox controller is going to be like a nice clean breezy experience 
Mm -hmm. And almost all controllers work with this. If you can Bluetooth it to your computer, it works. Or you could use oh, USB. Well, and that's and that's great news for like uh, those those like retro controllers, you know, that are mm -hmm. that are Bluetooth. Yeah, I tested um, only two controllers with this, which was the Xbox One controller, and then I also tested the Wii U Pro controller. Didn't have a single problem with either. I've tried using emulation in the past. They would like be super shoddy at connecting, but these connected instantaneously. Didn't have a single issue. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine connecting Joy-Cons or Switch Pro controllers to this and getting <laughs> HD Rumble to work with it somehow. You know, maybe you can I, mod yeah. that in there. I, I am sure someone will figure it out or Epilogue themselves will figure it out if you request it. That's incredible. Now, also on the topic of modding, though, I'm also looking at their website. Now, yes, am I correct can... in thinking that this is a development tool as well? Yes. So what you could do technically because you can upload um, any save data to a cartridge you can technically create games through this device and like test your own, you know, whatever you want. They showed on uh, their Instagram page, they have a few videos of them putting like videos of some of the developers like skateboarding and doing like other nonsense onto like the video cartridges. It's it literally, this device is so versatile. It's just, you know, it, it's just unbelievable. The whole thing was just so well thought out and it's only gonna get better from here. Damn. Uh, yeah, it sounds amazing. Um, I, yeah, I think, I don't know about you, Michael said he, he just ordered one. I also ordered one during the course of the conversation. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know. Campbell. It sounds cool. Is this I on me? It. Okay, pure pressure. Yeah. Campbell, yeah, you're the only one. Yeah, listen, I love the Game Boy Advance. The, the, and it's, we talked about this uh, off mic, but uh, there's been a lot of rumors lately about the Nintendo Switch getting access to Game Boy games in some capacity uh, down the line, but it's like, this sounds... I don't know. This sounds the Game Boy Advance is such a such a vastly superior library uh, to the to the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. So I don't know. It's, it sounds like a kind of like a no brainer if you're a fan of of mm -hmm. uh, you have old school Nintendo uh, handheld games. And then another cool thing is in the future they plan on implementing like cheat codes and other type of stuff. But uh, one thing I really really want to try with this thing is creating an artificial copy of like those old Pokemon events. But I guess I would also huh. have to buy like the wireless adapters because technically this thing provides a simple way of recreating those mystery gifts because there are ROMs online. So technically you can get Deoxys, mm. Ho-Oh, Mew, and Lugia in back into these games and make them legit, you know? Interesting. Yeah, I... Uh... Huh, interesting. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to find out if, if that's a thing that they can do. Um, I guess stay tuned for for that. Anything else you want to call out about this about this device, Mark? Your your review is up on Guma Stomp right now, and again, it's yes, a glowing I, review. It sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. I do have a review up, and I just have to say, like, if you are remotely in any capacity just like interested in it, and you love your Game Boy, go for it. Don't regret it because we don't know how long this thing is going to be in production, and they're doing like another limited run, so this isn't something you could just go out and you know order online you can't do that so it's either you order it now or i guess ebay is your future option right you know? oof yeah not looking forward to that awesome well check out mark's review uh and i imagine we'll be back in a couple of months to talk about all the game boy advance games we've been playing uh we're going to take one last quick little break here and we will have a little indie spotlight for you i'm playing a game called toem so stay tuned for that and then we will wrap the show so we'll be right back So uh, we have a little indie spotlight for you all, just kind of keeping in theme with this 
indie land themed episode. Uh, we, I, I completed a game last week on the Switch that was actually going to be featured at Indie Land this coming weekend, called Toem, T-O-E-M. And if you watched the recent Nintendo Indie World Direct from, I believe, a month ago, you probably were struck by this photo adventure. Uh, it's a black and white uh, third-person photography game, and it's so friggin' delightful. Uh, in the in the Indie World Direct, the developers, who are, I believe, Scandinavian or perhaps Swedish, uh, they, they talked about this game while walking through the woods, and it was very striking. So this game is uh, Scandinavian-themed. It's, it's set in environments that are meant to evoke uh, those, those landscapes from across the, across the globe there. And it's, it's an utterly delightful little indie game. I, uh, I also played a little bit of New Pokemon Snap this year, as well as, an, as well as another photography game called Umarangi Generation over the summer. And this game is also a photography game, but it's very different than those other photography games sorry i'm saying games a lot don't mean to super good it's third person you play a little cute i don't even know how to describe him it's like it's a, it's like a little cute two-legged uh guy or creature um and you could dress up in different outfits every time you pull out your camera it shifts into first person and uh the whole art style is very very hand-drawn it really feels like it's ripped from the pages of somebody's notebook. I don't know, guys. I, I I played this game, and I was just utterly charmed by it. I, I beat it in probably an afternoon, maybe three hours tops. It would happily go back and, and do all the side missions, side objectives. Highly recommend this this little game. Uh, do, do you guys remember seeing this one during the Indie World Direct? Did this stick out to you at all? Oh, oh yeah, of course. I, how could I forget those idyllic Swedes just walking through the woods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. If you thought those guys were charming, then you will think this game is is in the same wheelhouse. It's, it's so wow. good. <laughs> uh, super cute. Really, really, really highly recommend. Uh, I, I wrote a re- little review for it for the website, and it really did, like... I don't know. It's there's a lot of games coming out this month. I think we've all bemoaned the fact that in the next this month and the next mm-hmm. month there's just too much to play. Way too. There's entirely too much to play. Like I'm, I'm like I'm making a anybody who's in this industry like you start looking at around, around this time of year you start looking at like okay what's what's gonna be like game of the year what's what's the thing I have to play by the time December or January rolls around and. To play this short little game was a delight because it's like it's quick. It's it, I was truly transported. I really felt like oh, it feels like a like a little mini vacation, which is exactly what I need right now. So I, I don't know if if you have a couple hours to spare and a, and, a, and you know and a few bucks to spare, I highly recommend Toem, a photo adventure. The soundtrack is beautiful. The art style is incredible. And of course, you can create little 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 photo dioramas in game. Uh, very very cute, very charming. Highly recommend. Um, and of course, if you want to see more of this game, you can check out the late night stream this coming Saturday. Is that right? Mikey? Correct. I mean, it might depending on your time zone. It might be early Sunday. Uh, but yeah, huh. we're going to be joined by Nicholas. Uh, oh my I God! Believe is one of the individuals walking through the woods. One of those idealist yes, Swedes. Is. Yeah, wow. he's uh, yeah. One, I think he's I think he's the creative director of the company. I could be wrong. He's the co-founder. Um, yeah. Are you going to walk through the forest with him and Gerard? <laughs> yeah. Can we? Yeah. Can we set that up? Let's let's, let's, let's just do that. set up a forest in in Hollywood. Trying or to get Gerard to yeah. the woods when he's like, but my games. It's on Switch. That. It's portable. It's fine. Um, yeah. That's great. So yeah, so if you want to if you want to meet Nicholas and uh, see more of this game, you can of course tune in this coming Saturday in the middle of the night, depending on your time zone, uh, for Toem, a photo adventure. I think that's that's about all I got to say about this game. Again, it's it's pretty short and sweet. So I, if I, if I talk too much about it, it's I, I don't want to get into spoiler territory because truly it's 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 only four or five little levels, but each one is very distinct and very wonderful to progress through. So if you if this game piqued your interest, I just I would just say just take the plunge and get it. It's really really good. Um, but that being said, I think we should wrap it up here. I want to say thank you to Michael Barrity uh, for giving us so much of his time and talking us 
talking to us about Indyland. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to shout out about the the, the upcoming stream this weekend? Uh, just that it's going to be a lot of fun. I, in case that wasn't clear up until this point, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of different talent, uh, both from the developer side and also from you know the gaming space and beyond joining us. So that's exciting. Uh, Incredible. Yeah. Just thank you for having me to talk about indies. Boy, oh, oh always. Boy. Listen, we, we, we love indies on the show. And, and the Switch, we've talked about this a, a million times. Probably once an episode, we talk about how the Switch is like the home for indies these days. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the more attention we can bring to to that side of games, we, we, we're happy to do it. So thank you for for, for, uh, for joining us, man. Um, Absolutely. Here, any anything you want to plug? You got any social media you want to shout out? Of course, you should mention the, the Twitch stream again. Yes, the Twitch stream will be on twitch.tv slash thecompletionist starting at 10 a.m. on uh, September 24th. and We should say 10 a.m. PT because some of these people are PT, yes, Pacific time. Um, But if you want to follow me, you can do that at Twitter at belatedmedia. Um, Also, I have a webcomic about a girl who has been raised by ghosts, and you can both... Uh, check that out on Webtoon, but also you can physically buy it if you go to obituarycartoon.com slash shop. Uh, you can pick up a physical comic of that, which Cameron actually has a copy. Now. I do. I have a signed copy. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no big deal. Uh, yeah, I got the, uh, you know, one of the writers, uh, Michael Verity, to sign my copy, so don't worry about it. Um <laughs> I don't know, man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I've been your Absolutely. host, Cameron Daxon. You can find me over on Twitter. I'm at Action Daxon. And of course, my latest writing is over on Goomastomp.com. I have a review of WarioWare Get It Together over on the website right now. And I will have a ranking of the best characters for that game up on the website. Uh, hopefully, in the next day or two. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Find me at the Markel, and of course is Mark with a C, Cal with a K. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, let's see, what do I have on the website right now? I got a lot of stuff. Uh, in the coming days, there will be a review for Kina, Bridge of Spirits. One of the best games ever made. Uh, not ever oh, made. Wow. Well, so far wow. on PS4. <laughs> we'll put it at that. We'll put it at that. We'll put it at, not, not ever made, but on PS5. It's it's up there. It's yeah, no, right now one of the best on PS5. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a review for Animal Crossing, Viz Media's latest manga, uh, the New Horizons manga. If you haven't checked it out, we'll probably talk about it next week, even though we said that last week. Uh, I got a lot of GameCube coverage because Retrospective just happened, and Marvel What If will be, of course, out by the time you're hearing this. So and of course, check uh, it all out. Don't forget to look at Mark's review of the GB Operator. Uh, oh, yes, that's you. I, I don't yeah. know how I forgot that one. It's <laughs> okay. That's why I'm here. Uh, so, yeah, check that out, too. Uh, again, a great read on a fascinating piece of hardware. And, Campbell, where can people find you? You can find all my games writing over at GoombaStop.com. Goomba Stop, Goomba Stomp, something like that. <laughs> what site do I write for again? Um, but of course, you know, I'm always putting out new indie games articles. I had an indie game spotlight come out over this weekend, and you can stay tuned for more articles just like that coming out in the near future. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at CampbellSGill, uppercase CSG. Beautiful. And of course, NExpress is also on social media. We are on Twitter as at Nintendo, and we are on YouTube as well, the NExpress Nintendo podcast. And of course, available to download and review and star and like and all those things on the podcast platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, all the things. So make sure you download, review, all those things. Uh, more engagement helps us get more listeners, which is always good. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.